What two guys have a podcast and both hate Auburn? These two guys. You are locked on. Oh. You are locked on Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me, Jimmy Stein, that's him. This episode is brought to you by Game Time. We'll talk about Game Time in just a little bit. Thanks for making this your first listen. It is Iron Bowl Eve, Jimmy. And, um, you know, I've been thinking about this because it's been sort of weird. You know, Zach Blackerby and I, Zach does a fantastic job for Locked On Auburn. Uh, no matter what you think of Auburn, he does a fantastic job. And um, we had a uh, crossover podcast. And it was just odd. I mean, the more I thought about it, the it just doesn't feel like a typical Iron Bowl. Um, even I, who is always worried about how Auburn will play when it comes to Alabama, even I feel weirdly confident. I guess that's a that's the word. But um, but that makes me in a way that makes me feel even more worried. So <laughs> I don't really know what I'm feeling. Um, I feel like. Um, this game has a bigger meaning, though, than it probably should. I mean, it, it definitely has a big meaning in terms of effect on the playoffs. It definitely has a big meaning in terms of Alabama's uh, viability to make the playoffs, at least. But I think it also has a big meaning in the sense that, you know, it's going to be a huge recruiting weekend for Auburn. But Alabama's going to be there, too. So that's the thing. Yeah, they're, they're there as guests of Auburn. But if Alabama performs very well, it'll help Alabama some too. So I think this game just has a lot more meaning than uh, people want to let on. Make any sense? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I do know this about the recruits that are there. I've always felt this way. And it's not just Alabama-Auburn, although I think maybe more so than other regular season games, that – the impact it will have on recruits isn't the seniors. Uh, I think the, the seniors, the hay is in the barn. Almost all the seniors are committed. There's very few guys out there that, that are still deciding and not very many deciding between Alabama and Auburn, except maybe a couple of flip candidates. I, I don't really think with the seniors this is going to have much of a, a, a an impact. Uh, where it has, a, I think, a very, very big impact is ninth graders, 10th graders, and, and many of whom will be at the game with comped uh, tickets from Auburn, uh, a lot of them are being introduced to the Alabama-Auburn game. This is their very first Alabama-Auburn game. Their feelings about both programs are being formulated, maybe not from a fan sense, but from a business sense. I think too many fans out there make a terrible mistake of, 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 of looking at this through the prism of their own eyes instead of a 16-year-old you know, they think, hey, I'm a 44-year-old fan, so my feelings about Alabama are the same as a 16-year-old recruit that happens to be a fan. That's not how this works at all. Most of those kids make make literal business decisions, not uh, not not the same decisions a forty year old fan would make. So, uh, but I do think that the impact of the game in terms of recruiting happens more so with the younger players that are, that are there than the older kids who've pretty much already made up their minds. Tenth uh, and eleventh graders have not made up their minds yet in general. And they can be swayed. Uh, and I think they can be swayed by game outcome to a degree. 
the biggest difference between the two programs is Alabama is a Ferrari and Auburn has a, a blueprint on the chalkboard uh, of how to build a Ferrari. Uh, and that, that, that's literally the difference. Uh, Auburn is promising a, we're building this. Uh, Alabama's like, we're already built. And, and I think that the, the kids that are making decisions between the two programs, uh, that that's really the number one thing, more so than NIL, because both teams have very competitive NIL programs. Yeah, I do think both teams, um, at least for the time being, are approaching NIL a little differently, at least yeah. uh, based on rumblings I have gathered, that True. Alabama's NIL uh, approach is, okay, we have a range – that we will accommodate, but we're not going to go above and beyond unless you are the absolute cream of the cream of the cream of the crop. And I think Auburn right now, and again, this is very understandable. This is not an insult to anybody who's listening who's an Auburn fan. I think this is very understandable. And actually, uh, the correct way to probably run your NIL at the moment, I think Auburn is probably in the posture of overspending a little bit for guys Alabama wouldn't overspend on right now because they want to get them because they feel like, okay, we got to get the dude. We got to, we might have to overpay right now. And I, I think later on they might adapt more of a, okay, we're going to chill on overpaying some of these guys. Am I wrong, yeah. Jimmy? Because I, I no, get the sense this is correct. No, I, I, I get the sense it's correct. I, we don't know. For one thing, NIL and the collectives that the collectives that do this are purposefully very private. Right. I get frustrated when I'm asked on the board, tell us exactly how Alabama's NIL works. And my response to that is, okay, tell me how Tennessee, Oklahoma, Arkansas, USC, and Penn State's works. You don't know that either. Because it's not No universal. one knows. It is not universal. No, 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 what I'm saying is that no one knows specific numbers. No one knows specifically anything. And that's all by design. All these collectives act like uh, it's it's CIA secrets, and, and you can't get a lot of information out of them. But my general sense is the same as Luke's. I think exactly what Luke said is the same sense I have. Just put it another way, I think a four-star, and by a four-star, I mean a player ranked, you know, low top 100 all the way down to 200 or so. I mean, you know, a, a, a typical four-star. I think a typical four-star means more to Auburn right now than it does Alabama. Does that make sense? I mean, a, it, it a kid ranked me. that high would mean a ton to Auburn right now not as much to Alabama. Let, let me so say this. Jimmy. There might be an NIL disparity in regard to those kids. Now, five stars or the guys that me and you jokingly refer to as six stars or on three, we literally call them five star plus. Uh, now, Alabama needs those guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's But the Alabama needs those guys. And, and Alabama wants everyone that they're recruiting. I'm just saying there are some players out there that would be more valued by Auburn than Alabama. And, 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 and that, that makes sense. Right. I mean, now how you rank players, how you look at players going to differ from staff to staff and collective philosophy to philosophy in terms of philosophy, philosophy, defensive philosophy, four, three versus three, four, that kind of stuff. Now, the other thing is, um, you know, I think, an Auburn fan listening to this might get upset saying, oh, you know, you're saying we have to pay more to make them come to Auburn. I'm saying you do right now. I'm saying you definitely do right now. And I'm saying the kids have the leverage on the whole with Auburn right now versus Alabama. Alabama can afford to be a little pickier right now because of the 
reputation they have of putting guys in the league, of, of winning championships, et cetera. Right now, Auburn might have to overspend a little bit. Now, if Hugh Freeze continues to recruit very well, they won't have to do that. That's not an insult. That is the that is just the nature of the beast. And I think that, you know, right now, for instance, Arkansas would have to really get their ducks in order to overspend and overspend to get guys that Auburn wants. I mean, that's the that's why uh, Walker White's going to Auburn, Auburn instead of Arkansas. He grew up an Arkansas great fan, point. but he's 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 going to Auburn because it, and now if Arkansas stepped up their their NIL game to a gazillion dollars, now maybe he'd change his mind. But that it's not apples to apples for everybody right now. And again, it's not meant as an insult. Alabama uh, is is going to have to eventually probably uh, overpay when, when Saban goes away. I mean, that's, that's just the way it's going to be. But my point is about the, the, the recruiting, there are going to be a lot of dudes there that are looking at Alabama and Auburn. Now you're right. Not, not all of them. Uh, if they're seniors, they're probably not so much, but I think they're going to be, I mean, like Ryan Williams will be there. And I, I still feel very good about Ryan Williams, no matter the outcome of this game. I still feel very good about Ryan Williams. I'm just saying, it would certainly make me feel better if Alabama won going away and we threw five touchdown passes. <laughs> I would like that a little more. Um, I think just uh, what Alabama can do in this game in terms of influencing prospects is, again, th- the biggest difference between the programs is Alabama's Ferrari's already built. Auburn's is on the drawing board and proving that the Ferrari is still functioning at a high level. I mean, I mean like, see, we have a Ferrari, see? We, we showing the Ferrari. change early in the season. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, just showing that, hey, hey, that this we're still Alabama and you know what you're getting. I mean, you, you know what you're stepping into. I, I think that's what Alabama can accomplish uh, in this game. And uh, Auburn, Auburn, I think Auburn's real accomplishments, to be honest, and we've already talked about it for 10 minutes, Auburn's accomplishments in this game, Luke, are sitting in stands. I mean, exactly. I, I think I think everybody knows Auburn's not a built football team that's not playing well. They just don't have enough dudes. And they have dudes sitting in the stands and they need to sign them however it is that they need to sign them uh, under under today's rules as they exist. So uh, that that's that's the challenge for Auburn is uh, is recruiting better and signing dudes. The challenge for Alabama is to uh, keep it going, which takes a steady infusion of dudes that they've uh, pretty much had since 08 and continues to today, uh, even through NIL. Uh, and I've said before, as much as we, we, we've talked about recruiting in NIL, go back to 2021 when NIL began to be legalized and, and became kind of the, the law of the land, NIL in 2021. From 2021 to present, no one in college football has signed more good players in Alabama. Some teams have signed maybe as many, arguably, like Georgia. But, you know, no, no one is out recruiting Alabama in the NIL era. So it it bothers me when I, I read fans that that are always panicking about NIL because I'm like, it's going pretty well. <laughs> you know, in basketball, recruiting has never been better than it is at Alabama right now. And we're in the NIL era. Big game this afternoon, by the way, for those uh, interested, mm-hmm. it's 630 against Ohio State. But when we come back, we're also we're going to give some predictions. Six o'clock. Six o'clock. Don't want anybody to be late. Iceberg Goldberg. Um, but uh, it may be a long national anthem for all you know, Jimmy. How about that? Smarty Could pants. be. Um, Could be. Anyway, um, Could be. when we come back, we're going to talk about uh, – we're going to give some predictions. We're going to talk about some guys we think will have memorable days. We're also going to bring up this Evan Stewart rumor. This is so 
uh, fascinating to me. We're going to talk about that when we come back. Right now, you know, Jimmy's been talking about Ferraris and Ferraris that work and Ferraris that are on the drawing board. Well, if you have a Ferrari, Ferrari, you might want to go check out eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks. Everybody loves a roof rack on their Ferrari. Exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your car, excuse me, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, you're not burning cash. With all the parts you need at the price you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that big old win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply, eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. First of all, Jimmy, uh, I know I wore this for my crossover, but this is my new Jalen Milrow Alabama rowback sort of hoodie looking thing. And uh, I, I think love it. Awesome. I've been wearing the but Jesus out of it. So I'm going to keep doing it. I think it's awesome. This is another, I mean, I, I'm hoping, I, I think Milro gets something from these. So I'm, I'm. Yeah, I, mean, I think, I think so. I, this I is me NILing as hard as I can. Um, But Jimmy, I want to, before we get into predictions and we'll start obviously with Iron Bowl and talk about memorable players. And then maybe in the third segment, give predictions of other games that will affect Alabama in the playoffs. Uh, first of all, Will Rogers apparently is, a, is not announced, but it's being reported. He's going to enter the transfer portal out of Mississippi right. State, which I totally get. That place is in shambles right now. He's um, given enough. He's given enough to Mississippi he, State. I think four four years and that. Co- why sit through a nut, his third his 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 next coaching transition? That's just asking too much of the kid. Um. Yeah, I, I'm going to look up SEC all time uh, leading. Passers because he's got to be up there, and so I'm going to assume I'm going to assume he's going to transfer somewhere in the SEC. Now, I mean, I think the Mm. you know some people say you know immediately think of Auburn. I don't know, but I'm going to assume the SEC because he's number two. He's only a 900 or so 800 or so yards behind Aaron Murray. He can obliterate the record if he transfers within the SEC. Now, you know, a lot of people their mind will go to Auburn. Mine might go to LSU. Um, because they'll need a quarterback. That could be interesting. Uh, myself. Uh, first of all, there's a rumor that Will Rogers is going to Southern Miss, and I know that's uh, small potatoes. But his brother what? plays there. His brother plays there. So I, I, oh. I, <laughs> his brother Will? plays there. I don't think I. I think LSU is going to be very content with Garrett Nussmeyer. I, I, I don't know that LSU is going to portal hunt. They might. They might. There's no way to. I was surprised when they signed Jaden Daniels, so I shouldn't be surprised at anything they do portal-wise. But I think LSU's pretty satisfied with Garrett Nussmeyer. Uh, would Will Rogers be an upgrade over Peyton Thorne? You know, I think Hugh Freeze likes having a lot of mobility at quarterback. That's an issue with Will, who's a pocket passer. He's a he's a Mike Leach offense guy, uh, just a, a passer, gets a ball out. Yeah. Uh, I tell you what, ironically, because Mississippi State has a quarterback from there, I think Vanderbilt's kind of interesting. I don't know about his grade grades, oh. whether how that would work. I, I, I just don't get. I, I, I mean, look, maybe he does that, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on this. Well, how about I just, Kentucky? You Kentucky. Blow my mind. Kentucky makes sense. Okay, Kentucky. I can buy Kentucky. I cannot buy anywhere else. And yeah. see, I mean, for me, if you're Will Rogers, 
and you're thinking for the future, okay, he's probably not an NFL quarterback. If he was, he'd be going to the draft. But what, if you are the SEC all-time leading passer, you know what you are? As long as you aren't, um, you know, completely terrible at expressing <laughs> yourself, you are a shoe-in for the SEC network at the very least and probably higher. All Every time they introduce you on ESPN or CBS – SEC all-time leading rushers. What do you think? Well, I think I'm the SEC all-time leading uh, passer. Passer. Back to you. You know, I said rusher. (laughs) I meant passer. You know what I mean. Um. Anyway, then Evan. It is interesting. I'm. 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 I'm real curious. I I do think the market for a four-year starting quarterback is big. I mean, just the fact that hey, I'm a four-year starter in Power Five football. That's going to garner interest right then and there, even aside from the fact of how successful he's been in terms of attempts and, and yardage and, and and records. So I do think he's going to be valuable. It'll be interesting to see if he chooses the family and uh, plays from Brandon, Mississippi. Uh, Hattiesburg is like 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 an hour away from Brandon. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if he chooses the, the family situation. All right, and then before we get into predictions, got to bring up Evan Stewart. That That is a mm-hmm. rumor that's floating out there that he may go in the transfer portal. Uh, some national pundit has said Alabama's the team to beat. I don't know how in the world he could possibly know that. But, of course, me wanting to believe all good news and believing no <laughs> bad news, I thought, oh, God, I hope he's right. Because me personally, I love Evan Stewart. I would take yeah. Evan Stewart in a heartbeat. Will Great he be player. expensive through an NIL type of situation? Sure. No doubt. But I feel like Evan Stewart is a five-star-plus guy. That's me. Yeah, uh, this could be – it could be a Jermaine Burton-type situation. I mean, you know, the – SEC to SEC, hey, let's go play at Alabama, who seems to maximize wide receiver value, you know, uh, could be. Uh, I'll just say, I, you know, I'm I'm real curious, as with everyone else, as to what would happen if Evan Stewart entered the portal. Uh, I'm not going to rule out that he could end up at Alabama. I'm, I'm with Luke in terms of how good I think this kid is. I, I think he's real good. Uh, I also think Alabama is going to be real good at wide receiver next year without him. I mean, uh, I think two players I want to specifically name that I think are going to be great players at Alabama next season, Isaiah Bond and Jalen Hale in particular, I think are guys that are primed to make a jump to wide receiver one status. Uh, They're almost there now. I think clearing out Jermaine Burton, who, who takes up a lot of oxygen in the room uh, and is clearly Alabama's go-to receiver this season. I think when Burton clears out uh, and maybe some other guys unclog the depth chart a little bit, I think uh, Bond and Hale will rise to the top of that room. And, and Alabama's not necessarily going – in other words, Alabama's not going to be wide receiver desperate. That's not how I look at it. But you don't have to be wide receiver desperate to sign an Evan Stewart because he's going to be the best wide receiver and almost any with any school he signs with, he, he would jump to the top. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big fan. I, I think he's got first round ability, no doubt. I would also say another wide receiver is going to kick butt at Alabama next year. Ryan Williams. Oh, and then, there's, then, there's, then there's that guy. What I'm curious about Ryan, and we got a thousand shows to talk about him. I hope um, a lot of kids that, reclassified, do it, you know, in part because of their age. Ryan's not. Ryan is actually the right age for his class or a little younger. I believe that Ryan next fall is still 17. Next fall. 
So I, I just still think that age is a thing at that, at that age. And I'm real curious to know what a 165 pound, 17 year old, how they fare in the sec. And I say that as oh, I could not be a bigger fan of his skill set. I, I, I've compared the kid to Devonte Smith and I have since he was in the ninth grade. Uh, to me, he's Devonte, who I think might be the best wide receiver to ever play college football. So we'll see. All right. We've waited long enough. It's time for predictions when we come back. But right now, I want to tell you about game time. Look, if you're thinking about going to the Iron Bowl, get the down, download the game time app. You will love this thing. I've used it multiple times. This is not something I'm kidding with y'all about. I used it for a Miami Dolphins game. Used it for the World Series. I'm going to use it for uh, some other games coming up here very shortly. I've used it for basketball games. I used it for the Bama-Tennessee game. I'm telling you, this thing is awesome. You shouldn't have to worry about when you're buying tickets uh, to your next big event. It should be something you want to enjoy. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, theater events near you. You like Nate Bargesi, the comedian? I love him. You, you can get tickets through game time with killer last minute deals, all in prices, views from your seat and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Download the game time app, create an account and use code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase. Please go try them out. Really just, just try them out. You'll love it. Terms apply again, create an account and redeem code locked on college for $20 off. $20 off is a lot of money these days. Download game time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. You got to go check them out at uh, game. Go download the Game Time app and then use promo code Locked On College. You get that twenty dollars off. Tell them Lukey sent you. All right, Jimmy. Prediction time. Who's going to stand out? I'm going to leave. I'm going to go first, and I'm going to let you have most of the okay. floor. No, that's fine. I forgot what I predicted with Zach, so this is just sort of a new <laughs> prediction. Um, did you pick Alabama with Zach? I did, and I think I he here's what Zach predicted Bama to cover, and I predicted Bama to not cover, meaning 31-17. Let me give you my reasoning. Number one, that place is built on a burial ground of uh, crushed unicorns that were uh, smashed by fallen UFOs, which were shot down by leprechauns with flamethrowers. Weird stuff happens there. I'm going 31-17. I also understand that that means Auburn scores more points against Alabama than they did against New Mexico State. I also know that means Alabama only scores as many points as New Mexico State did. This is going to be different. Auburn's going to play very, very differently than they did against New Mexico State. They're going to give us all they got. The crowd is going to be a factor. The crowd was not a factor against New Mexico State. I want to pick Alabama to cover because I watched uh, Zach Blackerby and uh, Jake Crane, J-Boy, who does a, you know, he does a good show. It's more national, but he spends a ton of time on Auburn for some reason. I know he went to Auburn and his dad did. but yeah, Because he's an Auburn guy. He is an Auburn guy, but when you go like national, that. you know. Yeah, you should be a national guy. But uh, yeah. he had this whole spiel yesterday about how Auburn's never scared of Alabama and yada, yada, yada. And part of it's sort of, sort of like, come on, man. And part of it's true. Part of it is true. Auburn is the least affected by Alabama's dominance of yeah. any team we face. Because other teams, now LSU might have the more talent to go toe-to-toe -to -toe with us. But you can tell we've, we've put the fear of God in LSU at times over this run. I don't know that we ever really put the fear of God in Auburn. Even in 2012, that Auburn team was so bad, I don't count it. Um, you know, 2015, we had, Derrick Henry had a, this long string of touchdown rushes. 
he didn't get it till the last play of the game, essentially, where he broke off a fourth down run that we were just trying to run the clock out. And and he had 284 yards that day, by the way. He had 284 yards and no touchdowns till the last play. That's weird. That's, That's almost weird. weird. That's um, hard to do. So my point is Auburn takes a lot of pride in the fact that they're not afraid of, of Alabama's dominance. And I, I do respect that. I think that it's going to be something where Auburn is going to play us very tough. Alabama's going to have a, a lead most of the game, if not all, the entire game, and it's going to be arm's length, but it's never going to be insurmountable, which means the crowd's going to be in it the entire time. But I think in the end, uh, it's like 28-17, Will Reichert kicks a field goal. It sort of takes the air out of the balloon, and then Alabama gets it back and sits on the lead, and, and they go to the house. I will take 31-17 all day long. I don't care that we don't cover. I'm all about it. Just give me the win. Let me get out of here. Let me worry about Georgia. I think Jalen Milrow has a nice day, not a great day. I think that a running back steps up. I don't know who to say that'll be. A running back has a nice day for Alabama. I'm going to say close to 100 yards. Jonathan Bennett. Jonathan Bennett. Boy, that would be. It's out of the blue, bro. <laughs> I was just trying to name a running back that we never talk about, and I think he's next up after Justice and uh, Alabama's best walk-on running back until Cole Gamble gets here. Uh, <laughs> Luke's prediction was extremely specific. <laughs> I'll be more general and say Alabama wins 34-13. I, I, I think Auburn is going to have some more successes than, than Alabama would like. Uh, because they will play hard, and it won't be the same Auburn team that played New Mexico State. Uh, and they will have some success on the ground, I think, with uh, the quarterbacks and to some extent with Jarquez Hunter. Uh, I think they'll have some enough success to kind of keep the game interesting for a while. But by late in the game, Alabama's plethora of, uh, of playmakers that Auburn doesn't have and a quarterback that can hurt you with his arm and his legs uh, is too much, and, and Alabama sort of wins pulling away. 34-13, and then gets to, uh, in my mind, this sounds crazy, but one of the biggest games of the Saban era, in my mind, next week against Georgia. I do think this is one of the biggest games of the Saban era. And, I mean, because it is the game where Saban can say, I'm not dead, y'all. <laughs> you know, and and if Georgia even wins by one, people are the narrative is going to be, you know, the king is dead, long live the king. And yeah. uh, meaning Kirby Smart on the second part of the King. Yeah. And if Saban were to win, I think the narrative will be he's the GOAT. He's always going to be the GOAT, and he's goaded up again. So you're absolutely right. But that we got all next week to talk about that, Jimmy. And what yep. What I'm what I really want to see happen, I really by the way, I really want Will Reichert to get his points. I know my prediction basically says four extra points and a field goal. That would be seven more points. He'd be five points away from the all-time uh, record. I would really love to see Will Reichert get more than that because I I would love for him to um, – you know, I told Zach I was kidding with him. I said, you know what's going to happen in this game, right? Will Reichert is going to be lining up for a field goal uh, to either put the game out of reach or to win it or whatever. And y'all are going to put a replay of the kick six – on the giant jumbotron <laughs> and try and distract him. And, you know, I kind of get it, but I'm going to tell you something. And the kick six has never really super bothered me. I think Auburn fans think it bothers Alabama fans so much, like sticks in our crawl. It doesn't. I mean, I, I look at it like that's just 
such a bizarre thing. I mean, what can you do? I mean, it's sort of like the band is out on the field for Stanford Cal. But man, yeah. they're milking this thing like you've never milked anything before. And right. I get it. I mean, it's it's an iconic it's, play. I don't get angry about it. I think it's one of the great plays in college football history. And I think it's not cool. Cool is not the right term, but it's one of the great plays in, in all of college football history. And Alabama was a part of it. Uh, not the good part of it, but hey, it's history. You know, it's funny. I mean, if you go to any of the Auburn message boards, a lot of the moderators are posting things like, well, give us your memories of the kick six. I'm like, please, Alabama, don't ever get to a point where when we're about to play our rival, that all we can talk about is something good that happened 10 years ago. You know, I don't want to get to that point. I was real quiet for a while. I remember that happened. I was like, shock wasn't the right word. I understood what happened. Yeah. No, I understood it. But I was unable I was unable to speak or formulate many thoughts. I was just the people around me were like, "Wait, you can't do that. You can't." Maybe do that. we could do and, that and, to Georgia because you know, really, the circumstances are kind of the same. Where Georgia's going for a three peat, there's no doubt in my mind. If we win that game, we three peat. There's no doubt in my mind. Yeah, I, I think I think uh, I, I agree with that. I even think to some extent the 2013 team was better than the 2011 and 2012 teams. In some ways, in some ways they were better. I think we were missing some dudes on defense that that hurt us some. But uh, yeah, I, I think at Alabama beaten Auburn, they would have uh, won the national championship. And who knows? I also think this. Gosh, if we want to play the what if, if we'd won three in a row, would Nick Saban have uh, have have retired oh, even point. ten years ago? Just going, you know, what what, what more can I, I do? And 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 you know, who who knows? I I, I think that. I think TV was more of a real possibility for Nick Saban back then uh, than it is now uh, in terms of a big draw for him. Uh, yeah, boy, it kick six changed a lot. But I'm never – I never get mad about it. I, I just – hey, we, we've had enough huge – if we didn't have all the successes that Alabama's had, maybe it would affect me more. But we, we've won six national championships since 2009 and just so it's many huge bad. wins. Yeah, just I, we, well, we've, and you're, we've had some successes. You know, you talk about uh, Garth Brooks in this thing. I mean, sometimes you thank God for unanswered prayers. I mean, everybody loves to go, man, we almost had Tebow. I'm like, thank God we didn't have Tebow. Yeah, yeah, because that, that could have changed things. But I would say this, after the kick six, Auburn uh, has uh, not won. They did not win a national championship in 2013. They played for it, but they didn't win it in 2013 and haven't won a national championship since. Alabama won the national championship in 2015, 2017. 2020, played for it again in 2021, played for it in 20, you know, 16. Uh, I mean, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's the kick six did nothing in terms of affecting Alabama's trajectory. Yeah. And um, they've lost four games every single, at least four games every, every single year since then. So it's in a, in a way it really does sort of sum up the two programs because Auburn is like, they, they're in love with the kick six and I I don't blame them, I get it. but if you ask me, could I have the kick six iconic moment or could I have Alabama's success since then? Which one do I want? I want what we got. You know? I watch, uh, I watch second and 26 a thousand more times before I get yeah. bored of it. So I, I mean, again, well, I get it. I, and it is, I, I mean, I hate, I hate to admit this. It might be, it's up there as one of the most iconic plays in, in, yeah. NCAA history. It's definitely along up. with along with second and twenty six and some other well, things. Second twenty six, sure. I think, is is the best national championship play of all time. 
I, I don't know how you yeah. can top that. I, I mean, outside of a literal Hail Mary, I don't know how you could top that. No, I, I couldn't agree more. So, um, all right. So we both got Bama winning. Let's see how it ends up. And, uh, you know, may the best team win as long as it's us. And uh, roll tide, everybody. We will be here after the game, right, Jimmy? Are you going? I'm not going to the game. I will be watching in Tuscaloosa at the house. Uh, so, yeah, I'll be uh, – I will be available post-game. Post and uh, if Alabama wins, forget that 24-hour rule. We're going to talk a lot about Georgia. You got that right. <laughs> All right. All right, buddy. Roll tide until tomorrow. Roll tide.